Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist and from other caregivers like yourself. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, I'm Consuela, and I'm an occupational therapist. And on this podcast, you get to learn about your role as a caregiver. You get to embrace your limitations, learn how to best provide for the needs of your loved one in a safe and efficient manner. And you get to know that you're not alone. Look, every caregiving story is so different. And it's you who get to write that caregiving story for your life. You get to learn how to take care of your loved ones. You get to learn how to accept that you cannot do it all. And you get to learn what to let go. And you get to learn how to what to pick back up. How to pick back up your life. How to walk in tune with your life while also caring for your loved one. Look, I believe you can still find a way of taking care of your loved ones while also taking care of yourself. So stay tuned. We've got some caregiving to talk about. Hello, I'm Consuela. Hi, welcome to another episode of Caregivers Finding a Foothold, the podcast where caregivers can get answers. Answers to those situations that get them stumped throughout the day when they're caring for their loved ones. You know, things creep up. You have caregivers that may have needs that arise and you're just unsure. Is that safe to do? Or what are my options that I can do to make that easier on myself? And you can often think that, you're the only one that's dealing with something and that that's so unique to you. But you know, a lot of things that we have to deal with as caregivers are pretty commonplace. And oftentimes it's just asking questions and getting a little bit of an answer that can really just lower that level of stress that you have when you're trying to figure out the ins and outs of caring for your loved ones. So on this podcast, I receive a question and then I answer it. So I had a question that came in from a daughter. Her name was Carla and Carla is really new to caregiving. Her mom has just the early onset of dementia, but very functional, can still do things and they both live together and Carla works from home and mom is there. Mom is in her mid eighties, but having some memory problems, but You know, she has her set little routine and really does fairly well until mom fell off the door, off of the toilet. And it has really changed things for Carla and mom. So her question. And so she gave me a little rundown of how things used to be. Mom had her little walker and she could go in the bathroom and take care of her own needs and just a lot of different, you know, aspects of, you know, getting her own water. She just needed supervision because she tended to forget a lot. So daughter was just really there to make sure mom took her medicines and daughter was the eyes and the ears to make sure everything went well. And the good thing about it was that daughter worked at home, but things have changed since 
Mom fell off of the toilet and mom fractured her hip. Mom is back at home after having been in inpatient rehab. And then she had to go to a skilled nursing unit and now she's back at home. And mom is not quite back on her feet yet. So Carla is really struggling to do her work at home while attending to mom's needs. So she called me and she wanted to know some options for just how can she work and be on the computer, which records all of her clicks on the computer. It knows it will time itself out if she's not in front of the screen for a long period of time. All of those things that employers put in place just to make sure the at-home employees are being productive. And daughter wants to be productive, but she says every time she sits to do something, mom calls. At this stage, mom needs help to do things. And really, it's not a safe thing for her to get on and off the toilet right now. And she's currently getting some therapy into the home and they come in and they are helping. But it's, a, it's just going to be a long journey. And mom wants daughter's attention. She's always calling and daughter wants to know, what can I do so that I can work more at home and still attend to the needs of my mom? Mom has a hospital bed and she is really pretty much confined into the hospital bed until the therapist come and assist her out of the bed into a wheelchair for a short period of time. But it's not at the point right now where daughter is safe to do that process yet. But she's saying it should come soon. But for now, mom is in the bed and mom is gets very anxious when daughter cannot come into that room like every 20 minutes and, and speak with her. So she wanted me to know, wanted to know from me, what were my recommendations? Okay, so that's the question. So let's talk about it. I have to start by saying, you know, what I'm going to tell you is just general information and some things that I've seen that have worked with people. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it gives you a frame, a reference to start from so that you're just not not knowing what to do at all. So my recommendations for her is number one, find a way of really keeping her eye on her mom in bed. She said one time her mom put her leg across the bed and attempted to get out, although she wouldn't have had the strength to do it, but it frightened her when she came into the room and she saw that her mom had put her, her leg across the bed rail on the hospital bed. So in saying that, it, it made me think immediately, you need some remote monitoring of mom. So we're going to talk about different devices. So look, you're going to have to find some type of monitoring system where you can see her, where you can get an idea of whether she is safe, what, what's going on. So it gives you some peace of mind so you can continue to work at the computer and look up and you're looking to see what mom is doing. They have tons of little devices that you can purchase and view it on your camera, or you can get a whole different TV or monitoring system if you want to see it on a big screen. But it works really well to get a type of a baby monitoring type of device that comes with an app that you put on your phone and you can look at mom when you need to see what's going on in the room and keeps you from getting up to go into the room. The second thing is with you saying she has some early onset dementia, she may actually forget that she's broken her hip sometimes and she may initiate trying to do things and then the pain will remind her that she can't get up. So pain will sort of limit her in some degrees. And what can be happening is that she forgets why you're not coming in there, that you, she keeps forgetting that you're working. So 
using some signage in your room and putting a post in the room that tells her what time you're going to be back and having a clock there so she can tell when you're going to return into the room. If she's just too advanced in the dementia that she doesn't understand that concept, then maybe you can get a device that allows her to see you and you to see her. That way, while you are working on your computer and trying to get all your work done, mom can see you. So, and just being able to communicate with her and say, I'm still working, mom. I'll be there in a minute. It's just maybe all that she needs so that she doesn't feel so alone. Because, you know, before you said she was up and walking around with the walker and and into doing her own little things. This is new for her to be in bed and just being, feeling isolated and alone from alone and away from you, maybe what she's dealing with and just being able to see your face in her room through a monitor, maybe all that is needed to sort of ease some anxieties and some things that may be going on with her, you know, and just trying to keep her active. You know, it will be good when the point comes, when the therapist can teach you how to get her in the wheelchair. That way you can have her in the room with you and you can set her up with tasks at a table giving her laundry to fold, giving her little crafty things to do. Just giving her something to do to keep her mind occupied is going to be a good thing for you once you're able to get her safely into the wheelchair and just change the, the scene for her. I'm pretty sure she's tired of being in the bed, looking at the, the, the TV all the time and really just wants some human interaction from you because as you said, you work from, from home and she was probably used to seeing you in that room doing what you do on the computer and just interacting with you, with you a little bit as you're working. So I hope that helps in giving you some ideas on how to make that transition, integrating her back in the home and not be so overwhelmed with her calling you and not being able to work. Look, the, the fact that you can work from home is a plus. So we don't want to jeopardize that by there being some type of chance that you're away from your computer too often and is not allowing you to be productive and meet your quotas for whatever you need to do and work. And I'm going to just quickly just touch on one other little thing Carla mentioned. She did mention that she has, it takes her so much time and effort to get that undergarment on mom in the bed because she had never dealt with putting that undergarment on and getting it all buckled up and fastened and Repeated leaks into the bed is what is occurring. So you got to know your landmarks. So I'm just going to really tell you that in that when you have a someone in bed and you're putting on the undergarment that, you know, of course, you put the tabs in the back, but you've got to line up the back edge of that undergarment where it is in the right place at their waistline so that it would give you enough to, to pull through the legs and be able to fasten it together. If you get it too high up their back and you try, once you put it in the middle and pulling it up, you're not going to have enough room to get it up to their belly. And if it's too low in the back, it isn't going to be, oh, they're going to be like wearing one of those low cut underwear or something because it's not going to be up far enough in the back and you're going to have too much that pulls up in the front and it's going to be like right under their breast area and it's not going to really hold right hold right to be able to capture the the the, the urine and, and keep the bed from getting spilled so you've got to find those landmarks and it really requires maybe some hands-on teaching you how to do that so that 
you know how to tuck it under them, how far to tuck it, and how to do that whole process of rolling them and putting fresh pads under and putting fresh diapers on it. I mean, I don't, I, I, I hate to use that word diaper. I say undergarments, putting a fresh undergarment on them. There is a art and a craft to putting in a clean one and rolling out the dirty one under it and taking it out on the other side and just making sure the room is set up. Try not to work from one side of the bed. If you have a bed that's against the wall, you're going to wear yourself out. So Carla, Carla, move the bed over to the middle of the room a little bit so you can access both sides of the bed. And that's going to make it easier for you to manage putting one on and taking one off and you're not really pulling your back and straining and making sure that bed is at a proper height so you're not leaning over too far and putting the stress on your lower back. So I got all of that in, but Carla, I invite you to schedule a one-on-one consult with me. I would like to show you that, you know, in, in demonstration of how that works in helping you to identify how to position the, the garment in the bed, undergarment in the bed, so that it does land in the right place so that when you go to fold the tabs, everything is in the right place. So look. Finding a foothold. That's where you get these questions answered, you all. So if you are a caregiver and you are struggling and there is something that is just wearing you out, it takes you forever and you just can't get it right or you just having some type of issue structuring, structuring, structuring your day and you want to find ways to make things easier and safer, I'll call and I'll answer your question and just giving you some general ideas on some things that you can consider. And if you need more in-depth, one-on-one education about how to best care for the needs of your loved one and developing a caregiving plan that works for you, works for them, and you're happy and they are their needs are taken care of, please schedule a free consult. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll, I will, I'm looking forward to some more calls, you all. So call in, call the, visit the website. Leave that message and I will address your call on the next visit. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a caregiver. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Caregivers Finding a Foothold. We hope you found information that was useful and encouraging to you. And we want to invite you to visit the website, findingafoothold.com and look at the resources that are available to you there. And also, we encourage you to follow us on our social media accounts, findingafoothold.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And thank you so much for being a caregiver. And our desire is that you find your foothold in caregiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again on next episode. Take care.